0: I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by
1: capitalism. Space!
0: You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com.
2: Kicking with your torso, boys getting high and the girls even more so. Wave your hands if you're not with a man. Can I kick it?
0: Hey everybody, it's the Wrestling Life. It's episode 211. It's September 26, 2019. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, as usual, we have so much to talk about this week.
1: And so many things we can't talk
0: about. Well, the Wednesday night wars kickoff it's why do we always paralyze wars in wrestling wars it's a war <laughs> it's the monday night war not the monday night wars but so we, there isn't
1: like a secondary war going on between like triple a and uh all japan or something that we don't know about is there
0: <laughs> not that i'm aware of but it doesn't make much sense that we do this but anyway the wednesday night war is about to kick off in earnest uh next week NXT is loaded up that uh, Wednesday night show next week. Adam Cole and Matt Riddle, um, Undisputed Era, and The Street Profits, I believe. Yes. And Shayna and... uh, Who is Shayna wrestling?
1: Candice LeRae.
0: Ah. Candice is a mom. I'm sorry. I know she doesn't have any... (laughs) She doesn't have any children, but I hope Mom wins the title.
1: She's a very wholesome star of wrestling, I have to say.
0: Yeah, which considering she used to team with the King of Sleaze, Joey Ryan, I'm uh, I'm surprised kind of by that transformation, but here we are.
1: Yeah. You never know.
0: Yeah. Um, So we're both going to be at the AEW show next week. Yeah. and we'll have to catch NXT later. But it's the first uh, two-hour show on USA for NXT uh, with suits ending today. RIP. <laughs> ending this week. And, uh, yeah, AEW kicking off on TNT uh, TNT Dynamite kicking off on uh, Wednesdays. Anyway, are you excited for the beginning of
1: the Wednesday Night War? Um, I want to say yes, <laughs> but it's just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot of stuff to try to watch another four hours of wrestling every week. Sure. Um, so there is the nice part is that, uh, NXT will still be uploaded to the network, I guess, 24 hours after it airs. So if you don't catch NXT live, you can presumably just catch it on the network a couple days later, which is generally how... I've always watched NXT it is usually like the week of the pay-per-view of the, of the takeovers or whatever. I watch a couple of their shows and kind of fast forward the stuff that doesn't matter and just watch the, you know, the main events and the big angles. Mm-hmm. So that probably my viewing of NXT may not change all that much other than I guess the shows are longer now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if there's a compelling main event or something on the show, I'm, I'm certainly probably going to switch over to it while it's live, but. It doesn't feel... NXT does not feel like appointment television for me, just because it's live or on USA now.
0: Well, we're going to have Raw on Mondays. Impact is moving to Tuesdays, although no one cares about that. (laughs) NXT and Dynamite on Wednesdays. NXT UK is moving to Thursdays, and we're going to have SmackDown starting next Friday. Um, And then... Whatever you do with New Japan and Ring of Honor, if you watch those, uh, those are on Saturday. So, uh, there's just wrestling every day of the week. I guess the good news is if you're into sports, uh, baseball is, well, there's still about another month of baseball. It's five weeks of baseball, but baseball will be ending. So, uh, if if you don't watch, uh, yeah. So you'll, that'll free up some uh, appointment hours for uh, watching television. Oh man! But then, like you know, if you watch the NBA, that kicks off the end of October. I mean, there's football practically every night of the week, anyway.
1: So yeah, we don't we don't need Thursday night football.
0: <laughs> you know, particularly because the majority of the time it's like the Titans and the Jaguars. <laughs> By the way there are so many people that are bad at running NFL franchises and I would throw the con family into that group. <laughs> it doesn't inspire a lot of, uh, hope for them running a wrestling company, but I digress.
1: That's uh you know, after, after the brands are solidified again, we won't be able to do these wild card off topic, uh, non sequiturs anymore.
0: Sure. So like, I, lost count this week of how many raw people were on smackdown and smackdown people are on raw but um, i know you were not a big fan of the monday night raw show and tuned out mm, about an hour in or so right
1: yeah i came in late and left early
0: <laughs> nice <laughs> so that's how you survive 3 3 hours of raw on monday
1: was it a, was i out to lunch on that it was yeah. i don't i didn't think what i saw was terrible it was just Terribly uninteresting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it depends how you feel about. Um, yeah, it depends how you feel about the women's angle, the top women's angle. Like I'm super into it, so I'm, I'm gonna be. So I'm gonna be okay. You know, watching a Sasha Banks Nikki Cross, sorry Nikki Crows match that goes. Uh, through a commercial break and goes, like, 17 minutes or something. Like, (laughs) it's one of the few things that, uh, you know, Becky and Sasha's segments um, still draw good numbers, (laughs) at least till they burn it out for the next month. Uh, So they're going to try to, you know, they're going to be all over these shows. And you saw that on SmackDown this week, too. Um, You know, I don't know. There's – I wouldn't say there's anything – huge right now that is well i think the fiend is lighting people's worlds on fire uh i think the fiend stuff is dumb
1: (laughs) well when you say it's lighting worlds on fire it is worth pointing out that the last two weeks were like the seventh and eighth lowest rated raws of all time
0: yeah there's that
1: so i think it's lighting the world on fire for people that are gonna watch this show no matter what yeah and maybe it isn't laying the world on fire for people that might rather watch a terrible Monday night football game like the Redskins and the Bears.
0: Sure. Well, we ta- last time we did a show, we talked about how... Um, I don't know if I want to use the royal we here, because I don't remember what you said, but my thought was that the we, I thought that the, the Fiend would work best kind of the way they used him in the first few months of his existence, which was kind of in and out. And you could do the Firefly funhouse stuff as often as you want, but the fiend actually showing up uh, I thought worked he it was best in small doses and that he would be like a special attraction, like the way you're supposed to book a giant, uh or, you know, something like that. And it seems like Seems like they're going in the the complete opposite direction. He's <laughs> he's just he's just all over. He's, he's going to be on every show. He's probably going to win the world title. Or, sorry, the the universal title. Um, I don't know. Fiend stuff. I mean, we talked about you know whether it's lighting anyone's world on, world on fire or not. Is Doing anything for you. And what do you think about them kind of going <laughs> in the opposite direction of the way. I or we thought that they should with The Fiend.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that more television time has not been Bray Wyatt's uh, strength in the past, as you pointed out. Mm. And that I would imagine this will end up in a similar fashion to Bray's previous run. Um, I like There's things about The Fiend stuff I like. It is very hokey and silly. Uh, very, you know, very Memphis. Um, but... <laughs> And I don't mean that as an insult, necessarily. But um, there is that thing of, like, well, what do you do with him? If he wins the belt, then he's got to wrestle fairly regularly. And if he doesn't win the belt, then he's kind of of DOA because he beat Finn Balor and, you know, menaced some old men. And then now he's beaten in his first real match. So, I don't know. It feels like they put themselves in a weird corner with uh, with him. Um, And it's kind of if they want him to be a long term character and if they want him to be uh, an undertaker type, then immediately putting him in a match where uh, it's a little bit like the Ryback CM Punk thing, which also took place at a Hell in a Cell show, I think. Sure. Yep. Where it's like, okay, well. I don't know that it makes the most sense. You just had Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar twice and Braun Strowman. So I don't know that it makes the all the sense in the world to just take the belt off of him a month later, but at the same time, you've got a really over challenger and maybe it's good to strike while the iron's hot with him. I don't I don't I don't know that there's like a great answer for them and maybe they just shouldn't have booked the match.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, to me the the fact that they booked the match Tells me that they're going with him, but what do I know? Uh, Maybe we'll know more after the season premiere of Raw. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the show that runs 52 weeks a year. Yes. You just pick a week and say that this is the season premiere.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, at least I kind of see their logic because it's like the premiere on Fox. And, uh, you know, actually just had their premiere on USA, so... Now it's time for raw to have a premiere, but yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense when it's going to be on at the same time on the same channel in the same spot. It always is every week for every year.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Until we die. Yes. Uh, notable that really the only thing that they've announced for that, uh, well, the first thing they announced for it was Sasha and Alexa. And I guess Seth is wrestling Ray Mysterio also. Um, it's Ray Mysterio' Angle is the dirt worst, by the way.
1: Uh, you don't like when he comes out every week and almost <laughs> cries and then points at the camera and says, this is for you, Dominic?
0: No, and his large adult son, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure he inherited the performer's gene. I mean, we haven't seen him work, obviously. but uh,
1: You know, they look similar enough. You could just say Walter is his son <laughs> and just have Walter play <laughs> Dominic from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's the
0: top top five funniest thing you've ever said on this screen. <laughs> Rey Mysterio's son, Walter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Walter
0: Mysterio.
1: Just, whoa, I am Dominic. You know, you just have him come out every <laughs> week.
0: That's <laughs> uh, the best. It's the absolute best. Uh, SmackDown, the SmackDown uh premiere on Fox. Uh, I guess there's a Best of SmackDown or something airing on Fox this Friday to get you get you primed for that. And then a Wrestlemania special or something on Sunday on Fox. Saturday or something on Fox. I think it's Sunday, actually. And then you get uh, the loaded show next Friday. Uh, Brock and Kofi for the title. Sure seems like Brock's going to be WWE champion again. Sure does. Is that how you want to start off a show by never having the champion on it?
1: Uh, I guess it's how Fox wants to start off a show. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I would want to do that, but I guess the championship means so little now that, you know, or maybe they'll pay him more and he'll show up once a month now instead of, instead of once every two months or whatever.
0: Uh, get the horsewomen wrestling each other in a tag. Uh, I guess they, they trust that that's, they trust all four of them to, to be able to wrestle well and, uh, trust that'll be a good match. So. I mean, we just saw it in Madison Square Garden a couple weeks ago, but it was, yeah. it was good to, uh, it was above average to good. So, we'll see, we'll see coming off that. And then that sets up uh, Hell in a Cell coming up uh, next weekend.
1: Yeah, I was waiting for them to announce that they're going to do Brian and Roman versus uh, uh, Rowan and Harper, but I don't think they announced that as of press time here.
0: I thought I saw that. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure that's news. Um because I think we did a story on it on F4W. Uh let me scroll here.
1: I wouldn't know I wasn't able to log into F4W today.
0: Well there is that. <laughs> <laughs> the issues being resolved. Uh yes, it is official for Hell in a Cell.
1: Oh, it's for Hell in a Cell. Okay, so they're not doing it on... This. I figured they would do it on the SmackDown show, but hey, look at them putting a match people might want to see on pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, like it's that.
1: Like it's 2014.
0: Yeah, and uh, you got Kevin Owens and Shane in a ladder match on SmackDown.
1: Oh, that's on SmackDown. Okay, that's maybe where my confusion lies.
0: Yeah, so it's, you know, hopefully the end of Shane McMahon is a character. What do you think?
1: I don't, I feel, you know that old saying about if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. Uh, Yeah. I will believe that Shane McMahon is going to be off of television when Shane McMahon is off of my television for an extended period of time. Hey, that, that resonates. That's fine. Well, do you remember when they did the big pay-per-view around the authority being uh, fired if, if, Team Ziggler won or whatever and like uh, Sting debuted and Team Ziggler won yeah. and then uh, three weeks later the authority was back on television
0: I mean I believe it because you said it but I have no memory of that now
1: I believe <laughs> Seth Rollins threatened to kill Edge oh. to get John Cena to
0: reinstate <laughs> why was it the John Cena <laughs> Like they own the company
1: can they just show up if they want at some point, they've made that a stipulation that once they were fired, only Cena was allowed to bring them back, I believe. Oh,
0: so bad. And yet, yeah. that, that was like drawing double the audience that today's Raw's are.
1: Sure was. <laughs> and so what does that mean? It means Triple H and Stephanie need to be on TV every week.
0: They, you know, they're not on TV a whole lot. And I think, you know, maybe the first week without football, you'll see them come back.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be funny if that's how it worked out, like that Royal Rumble season.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like when Hogan used to take himself off nitro during the NBA playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, and then for AEW, we have. What do we have? We have Kenny and the Bucks against Jericho and two Mystery Partners.
1: Yes, who I assume are the. We can't call them LAX, LAX.
0: I see. And we got uh, Pac sorry pack and hangman page and what else is announced for that show i don't remember off the top of my head
1: uh nyla rose versus reho to crown the first ever aew women's world champion
0: (laughs) that's right jim ross forgot about that match too
1: (laughs) well it's it's more understandable for you to forget since you know you don't work for the company
0: that's right. Can we talk about the number one story coming out of AEW this week, though? And it's that they clearly need to hire someone to run their web presence, their social media, and to tell their talent to stop freaking tweeting.
1: <laughs> yes, that is, that is definitely something that they sorely need. Forget about, like, if you told me we can hire a social media guy or we can hire CM Punk. I'd be like, I'm I'm leaning towards the social media guy because I think social media blunders can maybe do more damage to you than Punk can help you right now.
0: That's the thing. And it's like, I understand that kind of the, their whole thing is that this connection directly between the primary people there and the fans is what kind of birthed this whole thing. Yes. And yet you have... Jim Ross accidentally hitting on a teenager <laughs> on Twitter. Accidentally. Right. And Nyla Rose fighting with fans. And Brandy picking on f- fans slash journalists. And, you know, it's just, you know, the Young Bucks vanity search. It block people who criticize them. and Like, that's your right. If you want to do that, fine. I don't care. But um, it's just all very... Like, doesn't everyone, especially... When you're launching this thing, don't you all have better things to do than <laughs> get in fights or uh, Doesn't the get chief in...
1: brand officer? Have <laughs> brands yeah. to officiate?
0: Yes. Instead of being on Twitter and or you know vanity searching yourself on Twitter.
1: Yeah, and actually you you put up a good point. It's also it's not as much as all of that is a problem. There's also a little bit of disorganization as far as like. When something official is coming out from AEW, um, sometimes it gets tweeted from an official AEW account, but then, like, the Road 2 shows are tweeted out by Cody first, and Being the Elite is tweeted out by the Young Bucks, and then, like, the the official AEW and then AEW on TNT accounts sort of retweet that or take clips from it and put it on their accounts. Right. And it seems like should, maybe the official AEW account should be posting all of this first, and then you let the guys retweet it individually.
0: Yeah, and also it's not it's not only the, the Twitter presence; it's where the stuff is housed. Like all those road two shows are not I mean they may be on the AEW channel also, but they're all on Cody's YouTube channel. And it's right. like being the elite being the elite is on the You know, the Bucks or the Being the Elite channel. I don't know. I don't watch it, but (laughs)
1: like, (laughs) yeah, that's that's a
0: great point. They're not on the same channel. And somebody told me uh, who was running their website this week, and I'll have to explain it to you off air, but (laughs) (laughs) suddenly things made a lot more sense to me. Let's just say that the person in charge of their website, I would not put in charge of bringing plastic cups to a cookout. (laughs) Fair enough. So there's that. (laughs) um let's see uh, is there any anything else you want to get into about uh kind of what we're about to step into here next week
1: uh no obviously like you said we're both going to be at the aew show so we don't we don't have to choose really it's you know it's, we we made our decisions uh you know when tickets got really cheap on uh on StubHub yeah. and uh you know i'm looking forward to it as a live experience i think it'll be fun the first show ever with a you know big packed arena of very excited fans will be i'm sure a fun environment it'll be interesting to see but yeah um i i think other than what we've talked about um on paper they both look like uh they could be very entertaining shows and uh as as i've often said on this show as you've often said it's hard to have a bad time at a live wrestling event so I'm looking forward to the show.
0: Yeah, all right. I guess we should touch briefly too on they got themselves a weird UK TV deal this week. AEW oh, yeah. did. Um, it's gonna be av- It's gonna be on ITV in some presence. Uh, like the first show is gonna be on. Uh, the first Wednesday night show is gonna be on in full. But then after that, it looks like they're getting like a like a highlights special or one-hour highlights deal every week, and but there's no...
1: I don't it's know. Also not, yeah, it's not going to be live. It'll be yeah. on, like, Sunday mornings or something.
0: Yeah, it's a weird TV deal. And then, for the rest of the world, I don't think there's anything announced for Kennedy yet, either. Um, obviously, that something's in the works, because they are putting Dynamite up on Fight TV if you live outside of North America and the... I, guess the uk although might i I think it might be available there too uh you can buy the episodes a la carte for 2.99 or you can subscribe to their aew plus package for like five bucks a month Uh, if you live outside uh, any of the areas they're going to get the tv show so uh, i don't know i mean you want to be first of all fight tv sucks (laughs) (laughs) i've never had a good experience with fight tv uh you know in the three three or four shows that i've watched there um or tried to watch there so (laughs) i don't think that's ideal but um i don't know i mean i guess it's good that it's available uh if you want to watch but also why is it not um it's gonna be i mean it's not cable so it's not free for the for the north america but uh you gotta pay if you live elsewhere
1: it's kind of weird yeah, it's it's definitely weird, and I don't know that it would be a huge deal, but there was that one like panel or whatever from a Starcast earlier this year where Cody was like, "Our TV deal in the UK makes the WWEs look like dog ish or whatever." Yeah, and this, I mean, I know that ITV is a more is like a more it's in available in more homes, so I guess by like letter of the law you can say that, but right. Airing a highlight package that is not live on Sunday mornings is not the same as airing in like a prime time on a weeknight on a, on a really good station. So feels like maybe uh, we were, we were stretching the truth. I know it's insane to think that a member of the Rhodes family may have participated in some sort of a carny business here, but I think, I think Cody might've been uh, pulling our leg there a little bit.
0: Well, That's uh, that I won't speak ill of the Rhodes family, but
1: yes. <laughs> hey, just as a reminder, my Mount Rushmore, my Mount Rushmore professional wrestling is just four heads of Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so I'm thank not I, I don't I don't mean to speak ill of uh, the Rhodes family. Either. All
0: right. Thank you for that. Um, also, I'll be doing a uh, live play by play on the Wrestling Observer site for AEW Dynamite every week, except next week. Uh, once the uh, SSL certificate gets squared away, head on over to <laughs> F4Wonline.com. <sighs> uh, it's always, you're dealing with third parties with that stuff, and it's, ugh, it's a pain in the neck. Um, I'm sure. All right. Uh, New Japan notes here real quick, because that's pretty much done ruining my life for uh, this month. Uh, not quite. There's a show this Sunday <laughs> on, on New Japan World at 7, at least it's at 7 p.m. Eastern Time uh, instead of, you know, 4 a.m. Eastern Time or something, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's a house show. <laughs> it's a house show, but they're doing the Girls of Destiny against Show and Yo for the tag titles on the show, I think, so uh, they're going all the way with, with uh, Switchblade J White. I should stop being surprised every time.
1: You really should.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought for sure it was gonna be Naito, uh, at the Tokyo Dome going against Ibushi on January fifth, the second night of the Tokyo Dome, uh, title for title. But nope, it's going to be uh looks like it's going to be Jay How about that? Yeah, what do you know?
1: Is Night so are are they do you th- does it feel to you as someone who watches all of these shows and not just someone like me who picks and chooses does it feel like they're intentionally sh- like shoving Naito down and saying like we're going like you're not our like our future guy anymore or do you think this is like some galaxy brain plan and a year from you know 2021 Naito's gonna win both belts at the Tokyo Dome and he'll be more over than ever
0: I don't know man I don't know it's really weird I my gut is they plan stuff so far in advance, and they usually keep LIJ so strong that we've not seen the last of Naito, kind of as a, as a top, 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 top guy. But also, I'm not sure if you were planning that far in advance. I'm not sure you could have predicted just how difficult this last year has, physically has been on Naito. Yeah. And how how it surely se- it sure seems like um, he's nearing the end of the road as like you know an elite in ring guy uh, he's just so beat up yeah <laughs> and so I wouldn't be surprised if they're if they see that too and they're like all right well Sonata's gonna be the new Lij guy and you know. We'll keep Naito around, and he'll be at that ugh, Hiroki Goto level or whatever. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see.
1: Other other, the New, New Japan note, I think, is that I found it interesting. They're not waiting until Tokyo Dome to do the Liger-Suzuki match.
0: Oh, man, that freaking angle. <laughs> With uh, Kishin Liger and the, the unmasking and the stabbing. Yes. <laughs> so great.
1: Not like, since New Jack has there been enough threatened stabbings in professional wrestling.
0: Oh man, that was so great when he when he pulled the knife out. Like there's there's an element of of danger and real violence that is always kind of bubbling underneath in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just so overt and it
1: ruled. Yeah, it was, like, people talk about, like, bruise, like a certain energy in the room or the arena when, like, Bruiser Brody came out or, like, Abdullah or somebody. Yeah. And we don't really have a modern version of that in wrestling because it's a clown show now. Yes. But uh, for good and for bad. But that felt to me like that's just, that was a scary man. <laughs> and he And if Suzuki had not moved, he would have plunged that knife right into his chest.
0: Just a tremendous angle, but yeah, I I think I still think that's a Tokyo Dome match, and maybe we just get um we get one version of it here, and then we get you know Kishin Liger instead of Jushin Liger against Suzuki at the Tokyo Dome. You know, his his uh he has to adopt his demon persona to to beat Suzuki. I don't know
1: <laughs>
0: his boss yacht persona. Um,
1: <laughs> My only other thought was maybe. If they aren't doing Suzuki, maybe they're going to do Hiromu Takashi's return match with Liger at the Dome?
0: Interesting. I mm, I don't know. I wouldn't do that, but it's a thought for sure. I mean, it's definitely something they could do. Alrighty. righty. Um, okay. That's the main event. Yeah, the main event here <laughs> where Liam, our resident socialist has a speech that he would Democratic like
1: to give. Democratic Socialist. All right.
0: Uh, has a speech that uh, he would like to give.
1: Yeah. And I, I want to make this clear. I'm not – I don't want to lecture anybody. This is just some advice. Um, I was live at uh, All Out. Fun show. A lot of crazy stuff happened on it. But it struck me every time a really crazy move had happened – specifically like the Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros ladder match, um, when uh, there was a Canadian Destroyer through a table. They did not chant for the Lucha Brothers. The crowd did not chant for the Young Bucks. They chanted AEW. Similarly to chants you may have heard over the years in Ring of Honor or TNA, or even way, way, way back in the day in ECW. And... It just strikes me as a weird thing, and I look, and as I look around when I go to an AEW event, and I see people wearing AEW t-shirts or hats, um, I feel like at a certain point, we uh, see this in NXT now as well, um, where some people seem to be more just fans of the brand or the company uh, rather than the individuals that are in that company. And so my advice would be, don't, don't paint yourself as I'm a fan of this company. And so I must defend this company when people are mean about it on Twitter or when it goes head to head with another wrestling company, be fans of individuals, be fans of the wrestlers that are making it entertaining because in a year in six months, the people there that make you love that that brand, that show, that company might be somewhere else. And you don't owe it to a brand or a company to still being a fan if they're no longer entertaining you. So that's generally just my advice is uh, celebrate celebrate the individual and not the company.
0: Um, so you mentioned this at all, uh, you know, this really hitting you at all out. But what specifically brought this to the forefront uh, this week?
1: I guess it really just hit me because we're getting so close to this, the Wednesday night war. And I see people going, you know, the, oh, I know, I know exactly what it was. Uh, Cody posted like a a manifesto, so to speak, (laughs) on his Twitter. It was a nice statement, you know, mentioned all the people he learned about from wrestling and everything. But there was a hashtag that went with it that said, I'm with AEW. And if you watch NXT or you follow NXT uh, people, or Triple H on social media, you probably have seen the hashtag WeAreNXT. Last week after the show went off the air, Triple H went out and stood in the crowd and said, I need you guys to be fighting with me every single week as we go into this war. Um, And I think that, like I said, this has been building for a while, and for whatever reason, I just hadn't thought about bringing it up with you. Uh, But this week, as we are on the, the precipice Of this new wrestling war, I just want to say, don't don't feel you have to be loyal to a certain show or a certain program. Entertainment is the service industry. If they are not providing a service you enjoy anymore, you have you are within your rights. And in fact, I would say it is your duty to kick that thing that is no longer entertaining you to the curb and find something else that will entertain you.
0: So, I think this is a little bit of, of a, uh, a unique thing to wrestling. Like, people don't buy, don't go to concerts and buy, like, Live Nation or Ticketmaster uh, t-shirts. Right. <laughs> they buy, you know, the band t-shirts. And, uh, you know, people buy, like, Avengers stuff. And, you know, uh, I guess specifically because Sony has the Spider-Man Right, movie rights or whatever. They buy Spider Man merch. They don't buy like Sony merch. Um, right. But this this does happen. In you know, you brought up the point that um, you buy shirts of baseball teams or jerseys of baseball players. You don't buy like just a shirt with a Major League Baseball logo on it. Right. <laughs> or you know, you you buy your favorite player's jersey. You don't buy a a shirt with just the NFL shield on it. Right. But. Uh, This does exist in wrestling and specifically with the count kind of the, the either I'm going to say counterculture, even though it's not like, I know it's such a insignificant part of our larger pop culture, but in wrestling, it is the wrestling counterculture thing. It's it's, you know, the, the, the promotions that are wrestling counterculture, uh, NXT, ECW, AEW, this does happen there and it is a uh, because people want to rebel, they want to be part of the cool thing they want to go against uh, what what they perceive as a product that insults their intelligence, they feel smart, they feel good being a part of this counterculture and I, I don't know i feel like it's a little bit weird <laughs> i mean i it's just not something i ever would have thought of so i'm you know i'm gl- it's been an interesting thought experiment for me to try to work through what i think about this but i just i think like okay but the the it's all corporate wrestling so like it's <laughs> like those t-shirts that you're selling you know the Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks shirts that I buy for twenty five bucks, you know, five bucks of that are cost, the twenty dollar profit, nineteen of those dollars go to WWE and the do- one dollar goes to the performer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes, yeah. it's, it's it's all corporate wrestling. Like I don't I don't know. I it feels, I don't. It just it it the, it's not it's to not a big me, deal to me.
1: Yeah, and again to me it's more just a concept. And again I don't. I say I didn't want to lecture people and I've lectured for five minutes now, but <laughs> because it's, it's just something that strikes me. You know, if you might wear a, you know, a, we support our, our troops shirt, you wouldn't wear a Halliburton shirt or a <laughs> Ray Vion shirt or something like that. You know, whoever makes our bombs these days. Um, like you wouldn't, I just, it's just such a weird thing specifically when I see just company logo on the t-shirt. And especially as you pointed out, this isn't, neither NXT nor AEW are ECW being run out of Paul Heyman's mom's basement you know <laughs> they are you know WWE is a corporate behemoth that crushes everything and wants to crush everything in its path that they that perceives as a competition AEW is being funded by the father of a wrestling nerd who is richer than even Vince McMahon himself there is no <laughs> It's hard to feel like anyone's an underdog in this scenario. It's hard to feel like, like I said, at the end of the day, I don't think you're a terrible person if you chant AEW or you bought an AEW t-shirt. It just strikes me as weird that that has become such, like, a normal part of wrestling to chant for the company rather than the individual. Um, and, yeah, maybe just maybe I'm just giving you some food for thought um, but as, you know, to use a different version of your same analogy, you know, big Batman guy, I wouldn't wear a Warner Brothers t-shirt though. So <laughs> just, just, if it's just, just think of it that way. I think maybe people just like, as you said, it's just been part of wrestling for a long time and maybe people just don't think about it anymore. But if you think about it for a few seconds, it's, it's pretty weird. And, uh, <laughs> I personally am not a fan of it. Um... So just it's it's been on my mind for a while now. Like I said, with the uh, with the Wednesday wars here uh, or war uh, <laughs> uh, looming overhead, I thought it was uh it was time to get on my soapbox.
0: Well, and this brings up another point that you did not think that uh, came from the same place uh, as far as you know being anti corporation or what have you, but uh, Southside wrestling in the UK is having their farewell show as they go out of business <laughs> and WWE will not allow some of the NXT UK talent, uh, to work the show. And, uh, you know, despite what Pete Dunne said about WWE making the British scene better for everyone. Well, it's made the British scene better for the people that they signed and it's, <laughs> you know, it's killing the British scene for everyone else. Um, But we knew that was coming. But I know you are also like, um, I don't know, what do you think? I I don't want to characterize your opinion. What do you think of that?
1: Well, yeah, that's, look, you know, it's a little bit like um, if you walk, say you go on a walk, and every day you go on the same walk, and there's a gate, and you hear a loud, angry dog barking behind the gate. (laughs) And every day, you're like, wow, I bet if that dog could get to me, it would bite me right now. It just sounds pissed. And but it's not a problem because the gate's closed. And then one day the gate's open and the dog runs out and bites you. You're not so. I don't think most people would be super mad at the dog. They're probably mad at who let the who left the door open. <laughs> um and you know allowing allowing WWE to come in and quote unquote partner with these with these UK companies and and these UK companies allowing their guys to sign wwe contracts and god knows if they could have even stopped them from it um if they'd really tried but it was just like to me it was more like i'm not mad of course this is what happened it's a dog and it was angry so it bit you like that's what corporations like all corporations but especially a company like wwe that's what they do it's what we've talked about for years on this show they don't go to any new territory to make friends with everyone Triple H is you know has designs on probably starting an NXT Japan and he's been friendly with guys from NOAA and and All Japan or whatever it doesn't mean that when if they get an NXT Japan going that they're going to stay friendly with those guys they won't because their goal is not to be people's friends their goal is to be the only game so I'm not, I wasn't so much of, a, oh, how dare this terrible company. I mean, it's a little shady because Southside, according to Southside's version of things, WWE initially approved several of their talents to be on this show and then pulled them, mm-hmm. which is, that's I mean, that's pretty crappy. But at the end of the day, this wasn't so much a, oh, how dare WWE do this so much as it's like, yeah, that's what happens. And so, yes, despite Pete Dunne's insistence over the last six months to a year. Uh, WWE, not your friend. Corporations, not your friend. And this is just another example of that.
0: Well, I'm glad I came to your TED Talk. Thank you. I'm not sure I agree with all Let's of that. Let's be honest, it, but... it's a TEDx. <laughs> I feel like I just went to a meeting of like the Socialist Party.
1: Democratic Socialist, yes. <laughs>
0: Alright, is there anything else you want to get into?
1: Uh, not as far as wrestling goes (laughs) now.
0: Do you want want to talk about the next Democratic debate?
1: Uh, Maybe maybe next week in the bonus features we'll talk about that.
0: Alright, sounds good. So, until next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. We'll be back soon. (laughs) With more socialism and more stories from
1: the wrestling life. Every billionaire is a policy failure. (laughs)
2: Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life.
0: The, uh, the existence of Crank Yankers, which, sure. is, which, is, which I'm not sure quite how I feel about, but <laughs> it's back on cable this week, so.
1: I saw that. I was like, I vaguely remember that, mostly because, like, Jon Stewart mentions it fairly often. Huh. Well, he would call it, like, puppets making crank calls or something. I don't <laughs> know like about Crank Yankers, <laughs> but. Um, like, cause every time, mostly every time he would go on Fox news, which was frequently cause him and uh, billow were friends mm. and, uh, he would always, they would, they, he would criticize Fox news and then they'd be, and then they would come back with, well, look at all this stuff that's on your network. And he would go, I'm on a comedy network doing a comedy show. I'm sandwiched between reruns of, mu- of puppets making crank calls. <laughs> You're supposed to be an actual news network. I see. Yeah. But I heard him make that exact argument or joke about seven or eight times over the years. I
0: see. I'm sure it wasn't that uh, derisive as uh, towards Yankers as he and Jimmy Kimmel share an agent. Oh, interesting. James Baby Doll Dixon
1: is their agent. <laughs> of course. Alrighty. I guess with the nickname Baby Doll, you can only be an agent or a nineteen twenties mobster. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's one of the two. <laughs> my my number one thing when f- the, the Biden thing first came, the Biden Ukraine thing came out, I was like, Whoa, that's super shady. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, well there are again, as you like to say, there are no white hats in this program. <laughs> sure.
1: And like there's not, there's no like almost no doubt at this point that like yeah, the way Trump went about it was super legal. But <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily change the fact that it was really, really a shady thing and should be another in the long list of red flags, red like the blood that floods his eyes, uh, for why Joe Biden shouldn't be president. But for most part it seems like people are gonna try to ignore that part and just focus on the trump stuff and it's like well there's the reason that people are also generally why it's not republicans who have such have a single digit approval rating it's congress as a whole has a single digit approval rating it's like that kind of stuff is why people roll their eyes when they when you say oh well if we elect democrats things will be different it's like no they're gonna Right. Look after their own. They're, you know, they're going to look after and try to downplay scandals the same way Republicans do. And I think that I think people underestimate how powerful that is at turning people who may have otherwise been excited uh, apathetic.
0: Sure. Yeah. And that's really the thing that sways elections. It's not winning over the mythical uh, undecided <laughs> mo- moderate voter that doesn't exist. Correct. There's a 538 piece today, and I don't know how you feel about Nate Silver, but it doesn't
1: matter. He's the worst.
0: Uh, Okay. But there's a 538 piece today about uh, the myth of the undecided voter or the myth of the moderate or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And he didn't write it, but it's on his site, but whatever.
1: Uh, Well, I should say, I I think Nate Silver as a person is terrible.
0: (laughs) Oh, I agree a thousand percent on that. A thousand percent. And uh, he was super wrong uh, in 2016. And ESPN still
1: gives him a site. But anyway. Yeah, and it's it's funny. I was just listening to a podcast about where they brought him up today. And it's like, to be fair, he gave Trump a better chance of winning than a lot of people did. Yeah. Like, he had Trump at, like, a 30% chance to win. Right. But he also categorically said in, like, editorials, Trump's not winning the nomination, let alone the election. Right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's there's also something to, like applying the baseball metrics to politics doesn't work as well because there's only been 45 presidents right versus you know thousands and thousands of players of similar skill levels hitting and not hitting right or whatever so it's it's not like i appreciate the idea of trying to take that analytical approach but it just breaks down because i don't think there's enough data in to make it work in politics, yet. Well, well,
0: that that's the big takeaway from 2016 is the polling data is useless because there's mm-hmm. not enough there's not enough of it. <laughs> and yet, you know, you watch, you know, I don't, you know, once once every six months, I accidentally watch some like NBC News or whatever, and they lead off with a poll telling you who's winning the <laughs> who's winning the election. I'm like, what? No, no, we learned in 2016 there's not enough data. <laughs>
1: From polls, and polls were useless. (laughs) So, why are are we still paying attention to them? (laughs) (laughs) Why are these people still making so much money? (laughs) Yes, polls aren't news either, but that's another point. Well, 500 people who still own home (laughs) phones,
0: (laughs) landlines.
1: Right. Took our poll, and we are here to pronounce that (laughs) among people that have landlines. Oh, Joe Biden, very popular among people that still have landlines. There's a shock. <laughs> <laughs> in the I try to keep
2: on keeping on.